Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hello and welcome to the World Cricket Show, the world's favourite cricket show. Not a claim that's been rigorously fact-checked, but one I'm nevertheless prepared to bandy around. My name is Adam Bayford and I'll be your host for this one. And joining me in real life is none other than Tony Kerr. It's been a while. How are you doing, Tony? Hey, good, thanks. Yeah, very good. Uh, my first note here, it's been a while. <laughs> It has. It really has been a it while. It has been a while. Yeah. Where have you been? What have you been up to? Uh, what, hang on, remind me what date we lasted one of these. I think we did it, was it like early March? June At the end of the India Test Series? Early March. How long have we been doing the podcast for, would you say? <laughs> Good question. It feels like longer than early March, but um, but I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, I'll take my word for yeah. it. Yeah. What's, what's been going on? Well, we're out of lockdown here. That happened quite a while ago. Yeah. Early March, in fact. We both got jabbed, didn't we? We did. First jabs. Is that your second note? That's my second note, yeah. Uh, I'm all jabbed up and you're all jabbed we up too. We are half jabbed up. Well, yeah, we got, jabbed yeah. Up. we both got our, our first jabs on Monday, which is, um, yeah, which is quite nice. You got in there first. Yeah. This is your one. You sort of, you, you barged your way to the front of the queue. Pipped you by a couple of yeah. hours. Although actually you got your letter about a week before me because you're so much <laughs> older and uh just didn't get around to booking it no that's not quite true i did call quite a lot but it's busy how how have you been feeling afterwards have you you got away without any side effects yeah pretty good i mean i couldn't really i I was slightly hungover on monday so i don't know i was quite tired in the evening but i'm not sure which was which was the stronger force in that tiredness oh it's just knocked me out (laughs) it has knocked me out um but yeah no not too bad yeah a bit 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 weary uh yesterday but yeah one of our one of our good friends it's taken a bit of a hit. Mm. It's gone down. Front of the show, Dave, one of the film pod boys. Yeah. Well, so- uh, he got jabbed at the same time as me. This is something quite sort of funny about the way it works. Like it obviously, it makes perfect sense from a, you know, medical scientific point of view that it's, it's going in age group order. But it is, I don't know, there's something quite funny about it that it's like firstly it's revealing everyone's age. You know, <laughs> as it sort of works, your, works its way through like your colleagues. But secondly, yeah, it just feels. I saw so many people I know there. Maybe this is this is obviously like a, a product of the fact that we still live in the same small place where we went to school. But so many people I went to school with, yeah, just like turned up at the same time as as Dave. Didn't know he was coming at the same time. It's like, oh yeah, there you are. <laughs> just feels like we're going in year groups. It's like right yeah. year year nine. Come on, your turn. You know, this doesn't mean nothing to the listeners. Chris Walden was there. <laughs> James Riddout was there. All the big guns. What a party. But yeah, anyway, it's uh, it's amazing to to have been jabbed. Feeling very, I was feeling you know a little bit emotional afterwards. Feeling very sort of grateful to uh, everyone involved um, who has who has got it to this point. Got that needle in my arm. That's what it's all been about. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, fe- feeling very grateful to you know Matt Hancock. He's having a good week, isn't he? Well, he'll be um, pleased to hear that. I wonder, Do you think he? Do you think he? There is actually a chance that he might listen to this podcast because turns out he's a big cricket fan. Well, yeah, he was uh, doorstepped, wasn't he, um, on well the other morning wearing I don't know a couple of years old now, two or three, four years, I don't know, a few years old kind of England training top, uh, and then sort of jogging off into the distance. Yeah. I did enjoy Stuart Broad's quote tweet of that saying he was kind of half expecting Hancock to go through his bowling actions <laughs> of six six strides into running away from the reporters. So Matt, if you're listening. Um, you know, you've possibly got other things you should be doing this week, but you know, it's good to have you on board. The more, the merrier. The more, Absolutely. it's good to have a listener, isn't it? So, <laughs> no, uh, anyway, it has been good. You know, and um, hopefully, uh, everyone, everyone out there, 
It's also seeing things move in the right direction. I know it's not, yeah, things are slightly patchy worldwide, aren't they? But hopefully, um, yeah, hopefully most most places are experiencing some sort of positive direction now. Yes, and it certainly seems to be the case in the UK, um, at least as of today. We're recording this on, on Thursday evening. And, and one of the signs of that is that um, fans, supporters, crowds are coming back into sporting events. I did read that there could even be full capacity at the Euros. Uh, but certainly they've announced that uh, it'll be 70% capacity at the Edgbaston test, the second test of the series, England v New Zealand, which is something we're going to be talking about today. We have got a lot on the agenda. As we say, we've been away for a couple of, you know, a good couple of months, but that there actually hasn't been loads of cricket or not international cricket anyway. Obviously, we had the IPL, which has had to be suspended. The county championships um been uh, rolling on for a month or so now. Uh, but not a lot of international stuff. But England's international summer is about to get underway. Um, as I say, we've got two tests against New Zealand, followed by five tests against India. And there's the World Test Championship final um, sandwiched in the middle of that as well. And as I say, fans back in the grounds. I don't know. It just it all feels very exciting, Tone. So should, should we start? Should we start there? Should we start with you know? Let's let's unleash our our full comprehensive in-depth preview of that England v New Zealand series. Um, because, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's the start of a very busy summer of international cricket in England. Yeah, it's quite a crazy, uh, crazy schedule, as is, you know, it's sort of relatively normal. This kind of seems a bit more crazy than usual, obviously. Um, and, with, you know, it's going to be against the backdrop of a myriad of other massive sporting events, which are going to be fighting for attention this summer. But but yeah, I mean, it does look it looks pretty wild. There is a danger that England v New Zealand. You know, well, actually, the weather's a little bit better today. But if it was a kind of a misly um, misly Wednesday morning at, at Lords, you know, there there is a danger that that could get partially at least overshadowed <laughs> by like the build up to the Euros. So I'm I'm actually where I'm gonna, I'll need to take my jumper off in a minute because it's uh, boiling in here, Tim. But I'm wearing my. Uh, my grey England football away kit that I, from 1996 that I've just bought. Well, I did think this was the uh, our Euros special. So. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> I will say I'm a bit more excited about that. May, I don't know. Is that <laughs> maybe that's not something to admit on a cricket podcast? But still, the, still my favourite thing you've ever said on this show was uh, going into England v Sri Lanka in May. 2014 saying that just as the 2014 world cup in brazil was about to start and you saying it was like that being excited for that series was like going to bed on christmas eve excited for sunrise with Eamon holmes and you know you've wheeled that one out a few times now is there an element of that have i not come out with anything better (laughs) since seven years ago for god's sake um Um, i don't know well i'm more excited about it than i am about sunrise with Eamon holmes i've got to say i think i think this i actually think this could be well, I mean, it's a big summer for sport and for broadcast news. You know, we've got GB News coming up, <laughs> the launch of. That's exciting, isn't it? That's true, yeah. Bayford and Friends. Yeah. The new uh, kind of all-opinion, all-action, <laughs> late-night opinion-spouting thing. We could just rename this podcast Bayford and Friends. <laughs> it's basically all-opinion. All Bayfield opinions. Yeah. All day, all night. Thanks very much. No, I actually am very excited about this series. I... And I want to say that up top because I have got a couple of grumbles. I've got a couple of kind of gripes about things to get that I do want to get off my chest. But I do really want to start with something positive because, as I say, there hasn't been that much international cricket lately, and, and or in the last couple of months. And then in the you know preceding twelve months, twelve plus months before that, it's obviously I, I don't know if you've noticed, you know, I don't know if you've been aware, Tony, but that, you know there has been a pandemic and everything's been. Obviously, it goes without saying in all walks of life, in this case, but in in sport and in cricket, everything's felt very strange and weird and, you know, like it's been missing something. But And that's still going to be the case um, up to a point. But with fans coming back in, as I say, 70% capacity at Edgebaston, up to 18,000 fans allowed in each day. I don't know, like that, that alone... We're going to get into the fact that this could be a really entertaining series with, you know, New Zealand being an extremely entertaining exciting team but you know that alone the fans coming back in is is something to be very excited about yeah it's gonna be huge and that you know it to a certain extent it feels like obviously the last year everyone's kind of lost a year the crap kind of start to the summer weather-wise um it all also feels like i've sort of lost may so kind of we're sort of gone from i don't know very much being in this like this pandemic world to all of a sudden 
um yeah looking ahead to like just a few days away yeah 70% crowd at Edgbaston which is um that is going to be a thrill there's no doubt about it um and and you know you look through the summer and you know as, obviously as I said there are going to be sporting distractions but there's so much cricket to look forward to and, and and hopefully good cricket too um I'm pretty excited me too Tane and I, I think in particular this series I mean I'm looking forward to all of it but I think in if anything this is the bit that I'm most excited about is this two test New Zealand series which might seem curious maybe it's just because it's the thing that's about to happen and because it is it does feel like such a breath of fresh air to to have fans back in um, but I have been, I've been slightly surprised that, you know, it, it does feel like there's a very low key build up. I suppose that's always the case with this kind of May, this kind of early, um, series of the English summer. That's, that is usually the case, but I, I have seen a few articles. I saw jo- George DeBell being quite sort of down about the series, which I found quite surprising, you know, sort of saying like, oh, I don't even know why they're playing this. It's not part of the world test championship, which I, you don't need to get into a big discussion about it, but for me, it's irrelevant. completely irrelevant. I, I, it's, it's not of interest to me at all. You know, it, it makes no difference to me whether it is or it isn't. But I really think this could be a, an absolute cracker. I think it's two teams who look reasonably well matched. I think, I think you know, we'll get into this, but I think New Zealand are the better team, but with home advantage ring, and that could be a real leveller. And then you throw into the mix that New Zealand haven't been to England since 2015. And when they came in 2015, that was an absolutely fantastic series if you if you remember that saying so, you know, that two of the best tests played in england this century yeah I, and then yeah it is you know with fans back in potentially the first kind of quote-unquote normal cricket played in england for two years it just it just feels very very exciting that you know it's, it's a what a way to start the summer yeah um i i, I don't want to well perhaps i'm preempting your second grumble yeah, here okay. but uh the stuff that we've heard from from silverwood about it being a yeah, this summer being a good warm-up for the Ashes, it annoyed me more than it should have done. And I, I've got no massive beef with Silverwood yet. Not that I'm looking for it. Um, <laughs> You're spoiling for a fight. But I, I, I just that that to me was one of the more bizarre. I mean, yeah, we've talked about it before. That and and you know, it's it's, it's a kind of it's a well-worn uh, irritation of a few people now, isn't it? The, the fact that English cricket seems to be just ever constantly gearing towards the next ashes series and i get that and there's nothing wrong with with yeah laying the foundation for what in normal times would be um you know be a a big tour and and obviously a huge achievement if england could go to australia and win enormous achievement but in (laughs) putting that all aside and you know again in normal times that shouldn't be the yeah the overriding thing should be actually just what's in front of you next and you know, putting on a good show for the paying supporters. But in this moment, describing the matches that, yeah, as, you, as we said, you know, fans are going to be coming back to, supporters are going to be coming to, cricket returning to normality, and the absolute buzz that that is going to bring, that, that, that people are just going to be popping in to see a warm-up for the Ashes, which no one is going to be going to, you know, in norm, you know again, in normal times, only, you know, only a sort of select few England supporters would be able to make the, the trip down to, to watch the Ashes in person. The, the fact that we've got Test cricket returning in front of a home crowd this summer, that should be the be all and end all. And it's, it's, it, you know, that should be plenty enough for them. Yeah, for anyone who didn't see this, it was a, well, I found this article from The Guardian uh, last week. Chris Silverwood wants England to use summer as preparation for Ashes. And yeah, his, all his quotes are about how, you know, this is all about getting the team right, getting the balance right for when they go to Australia. And it, not quite putting it in these terms, but it did. the inference was that it's almost like a warm-up for the Ashes mm. or, or like um, it's about kind of practising and honing things so they're ready for Australia. And as you say, um, that, that's a, a, a long-standing um, frustration but it's seldom, I think, articulated quite so explicitly as it perhaps was there. And I, I just feel like, I, I do think that could come back to, to bite him on the behind that because like New Zealand are much too good for that kind of attitude. It would be, it would still be frustrating and it would be arrogant, but it would be more understandable if it was Sri Lanka and Pakistan coming this summer, well, Pakistan are very good, but you know, if it was Sri Lanka and Bangladesh, where they're playing Ireland or something, but New Zealand and India are number yeah. one and two in the world. <laughs> you know, they're, they're actually better than Australia. And yes, obviously the Ashes is 
is the pinnacle for England. Winning in Australia is probably, apart from possibly winning in India, is the, the biggest challenge for an England cricket team. But it just seems it, it seems very silly to 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 be saying that because yeah, I, I'm sure that, you know the New Zealand India players won't be too. Uh, too happy about that either yeah i just well it's a lot of pressure on england too because they they could easily lose both of these home series and possibly even quite handsomely and then go down to australia and be turned over there and yeah i just think it's it was just massively sort of tone deaf and i I don't know it's just a, a ridiculous thing to maybe you know clearly you would expect in any organization or any team or anything that people will you know, it is possible for you to be in the moment and also planning for the future. But it's a weird, I don't know, I don't know whether that was just, you know, the new line that, mm. that those, the journalists took out of that interview and that, that it was, you know, that it wasn't the kind of, he wasn't making all the plays with that, you know, mm. that angle. But either way, oh yeah, pretty disappointing, really. I guess, yeah, this is a bad analogy. I'm trying to think of an, of an analogy in another sport but would it be like yeah going into the french open talking about how you were using it as a warm-up for wimbledon or um well the... I mean, no, it'd be like going to bed on christmas eve and, <laughs> <laughs> and your mum saying look just uh i know you're excited about lunch tomorrow but you know don't expect too much i'm just trying to get stuff right for easter sunday you know that that's what it would be like That's, to continue the Christmas analogies. I've just realised after all these years that when you were talking about going to bed on Christmas Eve, being excited for sunrise with Eamon Holmes, I thought you were talking about Santa coming, presents in the morning, but you were actually talking about Christmas lunch. <laughs> That's the thing you're excited about <laughs> yeah, going exactly. to bed. Um, yeah, well, anyway, as you say, like... Right so here, look, look, we're, we're going to have a cracking Easter lunch, but <laughs> just, you know, yeah, night-night. <laughs> We're going to be trying out a few new, uh, you know, a few new vegetables and, you know, we're going to rest turkey tomorrow. See, but, what, see what yeah, you like. We're gonna, we're, yeah, we're going to use seagull uh, <laughs> and then, yeah, we're going to, yeah, we're, yeah, part the potatoes. James Bracey's coming around. <laughs> yeah, as you say, it just rightly or wrongly, you know, the impression that comment gives off is that England think they've got this New Zealand series in the bag. They can afford to experiment and... Uh, or not, not a silly experiment, but just rest and rotate. And, you know, I, I think I would posit that that is not the case, that they haven't got this series in the bag at all. And in fact, possibly yeah, it's closer to the opposite. Um, I mean, yeah, so does that, how do you then feel about the idea of rest and rotation through the summer? Because that is what they've talked about. And, you know, I think we we obviously discussed it during the India series, and I think there's some merit in it given the the bubble situation and you know how much time the players are having to spend away from home and in biosecure bubbles and keeping them fresh mentally. Um, but as you were just saying, with fans back and um, it, there being such a buzz around the summer, you know, does it is it justifiable to be kind of resting and saving players for this tour to Australia, sort of sacrificing or compromising? these series on that basis you know if if you if they need to rest and rotate to keep them fresh throughout the summer that's one thing but if you're just sort of trying to keep them fresh for another series later in the year i don't know is that how do you feel about that i mean yeah i don't know i pretty mixed i mean you look at the schedule and obviously there's yeah so there's the new zealand test then there's a whole swathe of of t20s and odis against sri lanka and pakistan which obviously will involve a whole different batch of players mostly. Um, yeah, then five tests against India. Then, yeah, there's potentially obviously the T20 World Cup and then yeah, so, and it goes on and on. I don't know. I think clearly things are, are, are easing up and you, you by the 21st of June, supposedly, yeah, life will be normal in England. So, yeah, any sense of bubble fatigue, I think, surely mm. drops away. I, yeah, I, I, it is hard. I... I know clearly a lot of players have, or quite a few players over the last year have, have kind of uh, have pulled out of tours or pulled out of um, tournaments with you know, citing you know, struggles and stuff. So I, I don't know. I find it very hard to, to be in their shoes because I, I just don't mm. know what the strains are. It must be hard enough. It's, it's probably mentally hard enough to be a cricketer anyway, an international cricketer, because it's just such a damn hard sport to mm. play, let alone when you layer on you know, the difficulties of not having 
you know that your kind of support what do you, what do you call it like network networks around you um so I don't know. I think they've just got to make the best of what they they can. I don't. Yeah, I don't think you can be again. It, again, it's probably another year where it's not too critical of, of things if they go wrong. I mean, clearly, what happened in India, that wasn't a case of that was just sort of misplaced priorities rather than the rest and rotation. Yeah. Because well, you, you can, you can. I think you can both rest and rotate, but also prioritize the right thing. <laughs> you can both rest and rotate. I sort of agree with you that like it if things go badly wrong this year, how critical should we be on the basis that it is still a strange year and there there are still bubbles and things, or at least, you know, there are at the moment, there may be later on as well. But obviously, like, this is a, actually a massive year for England. It's a huge year. They've already been to India and lost. They've got, as I say, these two series now in the summer against one and two in the world who are, I mean, England don't often lose at home, but these are probably two teams that are better equipped to win in England than w- almost any that we've seen for a long time. So that's a huge, huge challenge, both of those series. Then they've got a World T20, a T20 World Cup. I always want to say World T20. Um, they've got a T20 World Cup, which, you know, it's not like they're nailed on to win, but they will be, you know, they'll be, I think, probably disappointed if they don't at least, you know, go far in that. So there's pressure there. And then they're going to Australia. So, you know, it's not out of the question that they could lose all three of those test series, having lost in India already, if they don't win the world T20, you know, like, you know, this could be a, it, it could be a, what's the, there's a Latin expression, isn't it? Like anus, anus, <laughs> horribly. It could be an anus mirabilis or an <laughs> anus horribilis. We, we shall see. <laughs> could be one or the other. Yeah. I mean, that's quite a negative outlook. <laughs> <say>. <laughs> yeah. You know, and they could all, uh, you know, yeah, I don't know. No, I agree. Equally, you could say it's all there to play for. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think for it the, could be an amazing if they win all of that. It could be an incredible. Yeah, year. I mean, it's it's a lot. Um, it's, but it's way, just, my point being just that it seems you know there is a lot of pressure on them, and it's like that is a challenge to to manage um, the playing time and stuff, and, and knowing that there are other um, other series coming up and stuff, and you have got to you can't just think about the game today. You have they they have to take all that into consideration, but to then actually come out and say our focus is the Ashes, I don't know. It just gives off a very bad impression i think and yeah as i say especially because new zealand are a very good team perhaps we could just talk about them first i do i look at that new zealand side i mean yes they haven't they actually haven't played that much test cricket over the last few years but what they have played you know when they have played they've done exceedingly well they don't have a tremendous record away from home their record at home is frighteningly good you know imperiously good not even really losing many test matches at home. Um, yes, this is will be a different challenge, but conditions in England might, you know, yes, with a different ball and things like that, but conditions won't be, it's not like going for them, it's not like going to India or Australia. Um, so I think they will be pretty confident, especially because their bowling attack is terrifying, I think, for, for the opposition. They've got four fast bowlers in the top 20 in the ICC bowling rankings Tim Southey at 6 Trent Bolt lovely Trenty at 13 and Neil Wagner up at number 3 since the start of 2019 Neil Wagner is averaging 19.7 in 11 test matches I'm I'm still not sure that people take him as seriously as they should you know I'm not sure many people if you are you know if if you ask people to name if you just grab someone off the street scruff of the neck and said name the 10 best fast bowlers in the world I'm not well, sure. Please that... talk to name any. Have you, <laughs> have you seen some of the pointless uh, clips that have floated around of cricket featuring? No. Where it'd be like, name any cricketer <laughs> from like the last ten years or something, or like you know, name anyone involved in cricket. And like Ian Botham was like a pointless answer, and like <laughs> right. Alistair Cook got had one or something. Like, it was like there was just absurd levels of of, uh, of you know, lack of knowledge of cricket and the, for the general public. For some reason, I, I just imagined when you said that, I thought you meant that they asked Ian Botham <laughs> to name a cricketer from the last name. 10 years and he couldn't come up with one. Yeah, well, that, I mean, that's kind of depressing, yeah. actually, isn't it? But also not necessarily that surprising. No, so I don't, I don't know if, yeah. yeah. Where would you sure. get? Where, yeah, how many people would you have to ask before they name Neil Wagner? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, you, you chuck in Jameson as well. Well, I was going to say, maybe, yeah. maybe the be- potentially the best of the lot. That's good, Tone. Say that again, because I think I talked all over it. Wait. <clears throat> yeah. Chuck a shot. Chuck a shot. 
Give me a break. Let's start again, Tim. No, start no, again. No, start again. No, no, I'm not even going to. No. Hello and Just, welcome <laughs> to the work. God's okay. sake. Go on. Go on, Tim. No, I, th- I think, no, to sum up, yeah, I think he's going to be all right. <laughs> no, I think I'll get on. Um, thanks very much. Thanks for coming. See you next week. Um, um, yeah, no, he, Carl Jameson, obviously the new kid on the block, but uh, yeah, has been devastatingly good since coming in. So I don't think they will play all four in this series if only because well Trent Bolt I think is definitely not going to play the first test possibly won't play the second test either but I think there will be times when they do play because uh, he's injured I should say Trent Bolt I think there'll be times when they do play all four and that is incredibly exciting because it's not very often that you see a world-class pace quartet in action altogether in test cricket you obviously think of West Indies in the 1980s South Africa did it a few years ago but it didn't last very long because it because it was Stain, Morkel, Philander, Rabada, but Rabada was coming in just as Stain and Morkel were going out. So it just doesn't happen very often, but it, it could happen here with New Zealand. And perhaps they're not quite on that level of Western East 1980, 1980s or, or that South Africa quartet, but they're not that far behind. Well, we're going to come on to England as well, I'm sure, but um, if, I, if I know this podcast like I think I do. Um, but actually, yeah, you know, when you look at that and you look on the other side of the, the pitch, obviously, you know... Um, some high-profile absentees on, on the English side, but yeah, really quite keen to see Overton and, and Robinson in action. You know, they're, they're producing some unbelievable numbers this season. So actually, yeah, it could be a real, it could be a, another massive kind of shootout of, of sort of pace and swing bowling. Something to throw into the mix is that um, I'm not really sure what conditions to expect it because you sort of think, oh, England in May, especially given the weather we've had, you do imagine that it's going to be grey skies and the ball hooping around. But by all accounts, England have asked for um, relatively flat wickets to be prepared, um, again, to help sort of ready them for Australia. So it may not be, you know, that kind of traditional, you know, Jimmy Anderson swinging it around corners. Um, You know, you'd imagine that someone like Tim Southey would enjoy those kind of conditions. If it is a bit flatter, if the weather actually improves and we are going to have a heat wave next week, maybe not quite the same. But then, you know, I, I mentioned Neil Wagner's numbers which are phenomenal, but um, whether he'll enjoy the Duke's ball quite so much as, you know, as, as, as he enjoys the kookaburra ball in other parts of the world. So there, there's sort of, there's unknowns here. There's, um, and that's interesting. You know, it, it, I'm, I'm very, uh, I'm fascinated Tone, to, to just, you know, to get to the bottom of some of this. Well, yeah, I'm sure he will. Uh, just a quick word on the New Zealand batting it is, I think it's a pretty solid lineup on paper. And Tom Latham is, you know, one of the best opening batsmen in the world at this point. Ross Taylor, incredibly experienced. Henry Nichols uh, is a good player as well. Again, the conditions mean, you know, they, they, you'd expect those, you expect some of them at least to, to have some difficulty in these conditions, you know, against the England bowlers. So it does, yeah, it just opens up a lot of kind of, again, I'm fascinated to, to absolutely fascinated to see how that plays out but the ace in the hole of course for New Zealand is uh, is lovely Kane Kane Williamson a genuine great of the modern era tone I think it's I think it's fair to say yeah undoubtedly how much are you looking forward to watching him bat on a good time zone yeah true actually not yeah not going to bed or falling asleep <laughs> when he's kind of 30 not out and then waking up to, to kind of read all kind of um all kinds of praise. Well, given given my nap schedule at the moment, I wouldn't necessarily rule out <laughs> yeah, yeah. that happening True. here either. But yeah, that, that second shot could take uh, could take its toll. I mean, yeah, I very much so to answer your, to your question. I think just just quite keen to enjoy and luxuriate in this New Zealand side over the next couple of weeks and into that World Test Championship final, um, which you know you'd think they go in, they will go in as favourites given the. You know, do you think so? I, th- I think so. The conditions, the pre- presumably the conditions will favour them more so, or you know, they'll enjoy them more than, than India, but you know, that's that's not a given anymore. But also I think just the preparation, obviously having played two tests, India arriving a bit later. So I I mean, that's going to be a great, uh, just a fascinating contest, a, a one-off test match with, you know, obviously a unique prize on the line. Um, obviously the first time it's being played, um, you know, a, a New Zealand side that you, you wonder... You know how much better they can get than than they have been. Obviously, BJ Watling is retiring, isn't he, after this tour? Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's going to be interesting. Well, yes, I mean, Salvi and Wagner are kind of coming towards the tail end of their careers as well. So, yeah, it it could be that this is the sort of the 
the peak, the zenith of this team. And there, you know, there's a question about is is it not exact? Not this is a exaggeration, but is it a kind of golden generation? You know, what, who's coming through? But then Kyle Jamieson's coming through, and we thought this about the New Zealand team yeah. in 2015 under Brendan McCullum, and actually they have continued it. They have sustained it. So yeah, I'm not going to write off New Zealand as a test play nation, of of course, but you do. Yeah, but. it seems. It, but no, but but it seems <laughs> like this is a. Uh, it is certainly a you know golden generation side, so you know it would be fitting. It would be pretty cool if they they came over and 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 took back the the world championship test championship. It's not a mace, is it? Um, <laughs> no. what they, what's bigger than a mace? I don't know. Uh, a dish. I don't know what I don't, well, I don't know what it looks like. I'm trying to think of what would be more impressive. Uh, scepter. They went mace, and there's just nowhere to go from there. So, um, but yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm just looking forward to 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 really enjoying this New Zealand side over the, next, over the next month. <laughs> Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Well, what about England then? I mean, it's, it's quite an interesting squad, quite an interesting team selection. Um, there are some places up for grabs. There's obviously no Joffre Archer who's injured and there are some you know, possibly some long-term concerns about Joffre Archer's injury, but we, we don't need to get into those now because there's still a lot that we don't know about that. There's no Ben Stokes either because of injury. Um, and there's none of England's IPL contingent either, including Joss Butler and Chris Wokes, both of whom may well have played. So there's not many new faces here, but there's, you know, it's it's not England's first choice 11. There are, you know, there are some um, guys sort of trying to stake a claim uh, in this squad and there will be at least one debut because Ben Folks uh has been ruled out and is actually is actually out for three months I think after a, a freak injury a freak accident where he slipped on the dressing room floor in socks and tore his hamstring uh, yeah I mean you say freak it didn't happen to Zach Crawley a few <laughs> couple of months ago that's true and actually it almost happened to me on the way in here yeah I mean that is genuinely devastating your floor your floors here so I nearly went over <laughs> It's actually I was true. trying to rule you out of the podcast. <laughs> um, I mean, that is genuinely devastating for folks because, uh, yeah, his story over the last few years, you know, it, it just, it's just, he's he's obviously kind of, he's shone so brightly, but in such brief moments. Hasn't played um, a test at home yet. No, exactly. And, you know, Lord's Lord's test to um, to open the summer, yeah, against, against uh, yeah, I mean, you, you hope he, he figures at some point this summer, but, well, would, I mean, if be, he's out until at least mid-August, I, yeah, I can't exactly, well, really see it happening because they'll, they'll want him to, you know, they, I would, you'd imagine they'd want him to play some some championship cricket first at the very least. I suppose it depends what happens if if Butler comes back and or if Bracey doesn't take his chance and if Butler comes back and has an awful few games, then things might be different. But it is, as you say, it's such a pity for folks because he, he had a real opportunity here to kind of nail a place down, make himself undroppable because it, it's been a... He's had to fight his way back into the team, and you, you sort of feel like he's never quite had the the fair run of it. But he really had an opportunity here. Um, as it is, I mean, this is very hasty, but I wouldn't be stunned if he doesn't play for England again because now, well, either Bracey comes in and and takes his chance, or Butler comes back, and mm-hmm. if he does well, you know, they might not go back to folks. So, I mean, as, that might be. That might be really hasty because they may well think, well, he's the, clearly the reserve keeper to go to Australia, and if Butler breaks a finger or something, you know. So who knows? But it, yeah, it, think, uh, it wouldn't be that surprising to me if they think, well, that you know, that's it now. Like that, that if, if he doesn't, if they don't, 
automatically think we need to give him another chance if you see what i mean uh, that would be incredibly hard i mean i don't i yeah i i, I agree that the, the door i mean i'd pick him he'd be he'd be one of the first names on the team sheet for me but yeah. that, that's I'm, I'm not in charge you know if, if you kind of Sadly. if you look at life as a series of sort of doors and the doors opening and closing you know yeah i've, re- I've read yourself help but yeah <laughs> clearly the doors open and he you know he, he's been unable to get through it. I, that would be tough. I, I assume that they'll keep him in mind. And, you know, he's certainly not, I don't think the story's over for him. But yeah, that's, that's just, I don't know. Just, they need to get the bloody players wearing some flip-flops or something yeah. in the dressing room. What are they doing? Wandering around, slipping Cro- over in socks. Crocs, mate. Crocs. Get, get some Crocs. They don't just look sexy. <laughs> They're very practical as well. This is what I keep, this is what I keep insisting <laughs> to my way. Your Crocs and socks combo. <laughs> uh, I know. I don't know. It's just yeah, desperately, desperately um, unfortunate uh, for sure. But again, you know, then you say you know Ben Fakes is, is lost in the short term at least. Um, a return for Hasib. Yeah, Hasib Hamid back in the squad, which has kind of illuminated lots of people this week uh, over the last couple of days. Because I mean, again, that's another story where yeah, you you hope we're kind of coming to the yeah, we've sort of gone full circle and it's it's back to the good times, or at least it's back to the kind of the promise of the good times. <laughs> yeah, it, well, what is it? Four years um, since he was last in, last in England squad, or slightly more actually, because you know he came in, looked so impressive on debut in India, then broke a finger, and then was out for the rest of that tour and then went back to the championship and averaged nine that summer in 2017. And, you know, people wondering, um, not without cause, whether he would, you know, whether actually his career was over or, you know, heading heading to, towards being over. So I, I genuinely felt a little thrill when I read that tweet. You sent it to me, actually, um, to say that a super medium had picked. And, you know, I have seen people say, not unreasonably, that it's a bit... Um, it's a bit hasty um, that actually his numbers look quite good this season, but he hasn't really had to play a particularly good bowling attack yet. I'm sure there's some truth in that, but the potential never went away. The talent never went away. And if he is, if the temperament is there again, that is very exciting. I'm not saying pick him yet necessarily, but it's just exciting to think that he is in the frame again. Yeah. And exactly. Cause it, what he did in India was, again, it was such a, the briefest of flashes of, of kind of brilliance. And um, I think everyone really just kind of latched on because he was so young and he mm. kind of looked so, yeah, he just, you know, and he was, you know, warding off. Well, he was 20 yeah. at the time. He's now 24. So, so he's still quite young. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it's a, it, in terms of the England batting, it's, it's a real, there's a real mixed bag of championship form there. I think, I think the top seven will be, uh, Burns, Sibley, Crawley, Root, Lawrence, Pope, and Bracey. Now, of those, that's assuming that they don't play Hasiba Mead. Now, of those, Pope and Burns are both averaging in the 60s in the championship so far. Lawrence has had a good start too. I think he's averaging around 52, something like that. Zach Crawley less so. And Dom Sibley struggled to even get on the field, to even get on the park. Uh, because of rain and so on. I think he even tried to play a second 11 game and that was rained off as well. So, um, yeah, so it is a bit of a mixed bag. I mean, that that's a top 17 that's got, it's got a lot of potential. Like it's it's quite a, I keep, I keep using the word exciting, but it's quite an exciting lineup for England. You know, the the likes of Pope and, and Lawrence, you know, do feel like they're going to be key players for England for a long time. Um, but it also looks a little bit fragile. Like, there's not much experience in there. I know Burns has been around for a few years at this point and, and Sibley has been kicking around for a while now too. But you do, I, I think if you're that New Zealand, if you're that very good New Zealand bowling attack, you look at that England top seven and think, yes. they're not quite drooling. You know, they're they're starting to sort of swill a bit of saliva around. <laughs> um, there's, a, there's a vulnerability about that. And then when you throw in, you know, we're going to, we'll talk about the, the bowling attack, the possible makeup of the bowling attack, but a real weakness for England at the moment is the tail. Um, and we saw this in India and it's been the case for a while now, but you know, even if you imagine that England's first choice bowling attack at the moment, there's, I'm not quite sure what that is, but it'll be some combination of, you know, it, it could be Anderson, Broad, Archer, Leach say, or if, you know, maybe Wood is in there, but 
there's no number eight there, is there? There's not even really a number nine. So, you know, this is this is the... For all that people used to kind of sneer at the idea of picking a spinner or, or like, including in the criteria that they can bat a bit, you know, the kind of Ashley Giles thing. Jack Leach, who absolutely should play and absolutely should be England's number one spinner. The fact that he's not got much about him with the bat, you know, this is one of the reasons why England like Don Best because actually he was a test number eight he is a test number eight but you know Joffre Archer is not a test number eight and nor is um, Jack Leach or uh, so you know that that is a problem for England so you know it, and that adds more pressure on those guys higher up doesn't it because if if, if you get England six down they're almost all out yeah, I mean, I'm a positive person. I'd say there's there is a lot of promise in that batting lineup for sure. I mean, it suddenly the England team looks quite different. I mean, we've probably been saying this for a couple of years now, but um, yeah, things things are kind of moving on a pace, aren't they? Um, we, we, yeah, we're kind of we're getting three players, but there's certainly there's you know the noises and the the suggestion of from form and 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 kind of yeah technique or or, or sort of manner and, and everything and. and kind of the grounding some of these players have had you know there's a, lots of them you know pope crawley uh you know are, are widely talked about as, as players who will have long careers so you know all of those people can't be wrong those players yeah they, they you know you'd hope at some point soon they will start to show the kind of form that would you know lay the foundation for a long test career um you know, Bracey, by all accounts, has been, you know, he's kind of come through pretty quickly, but it's been talked about for a while. So, yeah. Crawley, double hundred last last test innings he played in England, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. Just about. So, there, there is potential, you know, there, there is there's, there's kind of, there is plenty to be excited about there if it, you know, but it's a pretty tough place to forge a, a strong, or, you know, to forge the, te- the, the England's test team in the future against what is going to be, you know, a pretty... Um, a pretty tricky attack to face, to put it mildly. Sounds like you're uh, looking forward to watching Craig Overton in action. Yeah, just, uh, yeah, well, and Robinson, I think. Um, Probably be one or the other, yeah. I imagine. I'd rather see Robinson just, just for, for a new face. Um, well, Craig but there's Overton, not much to separate them numbers-wise this summer. No, well, so Overton's the leading wicket-taker, isn't he, in the championship so far? I've got to say, I've never really rated him. By all accounts, he has improved in the last year or so and added a bit of pace. But when he's played test cricket for England before, I've I've never been that impressed. So like you, I'd rather see Robinson, if only on that basis. Um, Yeah, tough to argue with their their numbers so far. You'd imagine it'll be one of those two, one of Wood or Stone, I I hope it's Wood, and probably only one of Anderson or or, or Broad. That seems to be the kind of England policy at the moment, doesn't it? That they just rotate those two don't play them together are you, are you kind of are you, are you happy with that these days do you think that's the kind of sensible way to to manage them well, they're not surely they're not going to be resting broad first up this summer i mean they don't want another outburst on the hands so I, I i don't yes and no i guess i mean there's almost again as we sort of you know as we talked about at the top of the show we've got the number uh number one and two test sides here this summer in home conditions in Broad and Anderson conditions, you know, they're not going to go on forever. They're not going to go on forever. So just, just I think just play them probably, just play them together. Um, every game? Maybe not every game. <laughs> Maybe you alternate, you know, here and there. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm joking. But, but I'd, I think probably you could probably afford to, to play them in both of these tests and then, yes, probably play them at least for the first couple of tests against India. Yeah, well, they're, they're not playing... White ball cricket. No, and that is, you know, it's, it is a substantial gap between the mm. two. So, um, so yeah, so in that sense, then maybe the only reason to not play them is for the thing of like giving other players an opportunity, sort of testing out some of these players with a view to the Ashes later in the year. And that as much as I think it, you do need to, you should be blooding players and, 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 and that kind of thing. But actually, I'd, as an England fan, I want England to take this series against New Zealand seriously. Uh, well, speaking of selection, just quickly, Tone, one one big change this summer is that Ed Smith has gone as England's cha- chief selector. And in fact, his post has gone with him because uh, it's Silverwood who's now um, yeah, taking on that mantle as well. As, Silverwood as just absorbing selector, all selector, as well as the coach. Power. Not sure that Ed Smith's legacy will be remembered 
all that fun. He definitely got a few things right, but in my view, got a lot of things wrong as well. Um, will you miss Ed Smith, Tone? How much will you miss Ed Smith? I don't know. I... I think we were quite quick. Yeah, there was. There's a lot about Ed Smith that's easy to judge. Yeah, quite quickly and mock. And I think we probably did that, mm. and quite a, probably a few people did. Um, I did admire. I admired his um, the kind of slight single mindedness or the kind of the maverick alchemy of his kind of process. Or you know, there was a bit of this, bit of that, bit of kind of numbers, bit of um, bit of kind of gut feeling doing things that perhaps or you know taking an approach that 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 perhaps they hadn't sort of done or I say thought of I'm sure they've thought of it but you know that the butler thing there's a few a few things along the way whether it actually produced kind of decent results probably not so uh, yeah uh, just it'd be an interesting and amusing footnote in cricket history I think <laughs> which is probably a bit harsh <laughs> that kind of you know yeah It'd be interesting to see where he pops up next. Hopefully, be like the editor of like the Atlantic or something. <laughs> yeah, I could imagine that. Yeah, Monocle. <laughs> um, well, and he he never picked you, Tony. You know, never got the call. He had it in for you ever since uh, ever since he saw you drop a catch uh, on the beach. Do you remember this? Yeah, I do. Yeah, um, burst through my fingers, chucking a wababa <laughs> around in in front of Ed Smith. This is actually true. Ed Smith was on the beach. We're throwing a wababa around. The only time he turned to look at us playing Wimbledon was just at the split second that Tony dropped an incredibly easy catch. It was an absolute dolly, and Ed Smith went and turned back to <laughs> turned back to his friends, and that was it. Yeah, come on, Ed. Didn't get the cool tone. Okay, tone uh, predictions. Then what? What's what's your what's your what's your Ed Smith gut feel I was say, about this? I don't series? think Ed Smith's got way back. Um, <laughs> what's your feeling? What's your what's your scoreline here? Two tests. Oh, that was my other gripe. I never mentioned my other gripe. But yeah, one of my gripes was the Silverwood thing. But the other gripe was this is only two tests. This so could got, easily be five tests, but certainly four. You know, and it's not like so I got jangled, jangled, just let me intervene. In one of the busiest summers, <laughs> one of the busiest years of English cricket history, possibly, well, modern history, you're, you want to squeeze in a two or three extra tests. Yeah, but on the surface, that's a good point. But what I would say is, like, don't get New Zealand here in May and June for two tests. Like, they could have come next summer, or India could have come next summer, because India were only here three years ago, and we play India all the time haven't played New Zealand for six years. And actually, during that six years, New Zealand have been a very good team. It's not like this This has come out of nowhere that they're suddenly one of the two best teams in the world. I don't know why we're only playing two tests. Like this, as I say, this could easily be a five-test series. So yes, I'm not saying it should have been five tests against New Zealand and five <laughs> against India. But yeah, this could have been the focus of the summer, actually. Because it, like it, they're two really well-matched teams. New Zealand are a very exciting team. It just seems such a shame that this is all going to be over in about twelve days. I think that's a fair point, and it's not a, you know it's not part of the World Test Championship, so it's irrelevant anyway. So <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a shame. True, true, true. But that being said, it is two tests. What is your prediction? It's quite tough to call, isn't it? Uh, it's very tough. Um, you'd think after three hundred and seventy episodes, or however many this is, I, I would. Yeah, what are we three six eight? I think this is three six eight. There's oh, been some bonus. Off. There's been some bonus pods in there yeah. too. So. Uh, so you think after all that time, I'd I'd be like, oh, yeah, he's probably going to ask me for prediction, <laughs> and I'd actually think about it before and not on the spot as you. Uh... Yeah, just but again, I like to bead of sweat yeah. rolls down your cheek. I like to absorb what we've discussed mm. and the points you've made mostly. Um, what I would say is there is no result that would be surprising to me here: England winning two 0 New Zealand winning two 0 or a one all draw where both tests are incredibly close, or a one all draw where they're both incredibly one sided, but one team than the other I, any any literally anything could happen here so is that a good point is that good analysis i don't that's know that's all right i'm i'm gonna go for new zealand 2-0 wow wow yeah i mean that would be really surprising to me. <laughs> no that's interesting so. i don't know i think yeah new zealand clean sweep of that and the world test championship i do think that on paper new zealand are the better team substantially the better team maybe but with home advantage, plus, you know, you've got to factor in like the impact of a couple of key players. Like, you know, so like if Anderson just or Broad has, you know, if one of them 
has an amazing game or even an amazing day against a New Zealand lineup that, you know, some of them aren't super experienced in these conditions. Like, yeah, you could see if they can keep Williamson quiet, you could see New Zealand getting rolled over once or twice and that might be enough. But but then I can also see England getting rolled over. So what's that? that Dishwasher. Game, yeah. Um that was surprisingly frightening to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know quite why. Um I am gonna go one all. One all. I'm say one all. Exciting stuff though. Well hang on, so it Very starts ne- a week today, doesn't it? Uh no less than it's next Wednesday, isn't it? No. Is it Wednesday? Or I've Thursday? got it down as I've got it down as um, in my diary. I don't care what you've got it down it's as. It's Thursday the third, isn't it? Wednesday the second. It's not what I've got. <laughs> <laughs> but where have you got that from? Is really the key. From question. my diary. <laughs> my own personal artifacts. <laughs> Let's have a look. I'm googling it. I'm sure it's Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday the second, mate. What? Yeah. Yeah, mate. No. Which is good because I'm working from home next Wednesday, so. It's also going to be one of the nicest days of the year next Wednesday. Really? Yeah, so I'll be set the old outdoor screen up. Yeah, 11am, Wednesday, the 2nd of June. Oh, so my diary's all wrong. Well, that, I think, is going to be it for the World Cricket Show this time. Um, have you enjoyed this one, Tony? Yeah, it's been good. It's been nice to get back in the saddle, hasn't it? Get back behind the mic. Just feeling our way in. Yeah, although actually for you, it's a bit of a busman's holiday doing this, <laughs> thing, isn't it, on your evening off? Because uh, all you ever seem to do at the moment is podcast yeah i know well yeah do you want to plug your new show on this <laughs> new shows yeah current <laughs> friends um yeah, well like some of the people or lots of people who've written in over the years i just thought no this just looks so easy to do um i'll do my own yeah yeah it's a very very common recurring email we've had over the years <laughs> yeah. well i guess anyone can do this so can you give me some tips on how to get started well I, I, as yeah i mean it, as has been proved um but yeah, now I'm doing doing my own podcast. And I was going to invite you on, but I thought sort of heard enough from you over the years. Um, but yeah, doing if anyone's interested, doing a uh, doing a little uh, weekly Guernsey sport podcast. So do check that out. Cricket does feature, and actually doing some sort of cricket videos. So if you're looking at um, if you're looking to to stay in touch with what's happening in Guernsey cricket and. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, head to the Guernsey Press Sport uh, accounts, and you'll find find the links. So I'll be there every week doing a little bit. I'll get you on at some point. We talk about Kobo twos. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say I'm not, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure I've got very much to say that your kind of typical Guernsey Press audience is yeah. going to be impressed with. But I'll get you in. Um, um, so check it out. Yeah, Pod Follow slash GP Sport Pod as well. If you just want to get the direct link. Such a, such a corporate man on yes but yeah you've so yeah well having said we've you know we've been away for a couple of months you've done something like 25 podcasts since we <laughs> yeah, this last, is true. last did one of these um and I've, right. li- I've listened to them all well that's good it's good to have your support i mean if you want to yeah if listeners want to hear what it's like when i'm in the hot you know in the host seat then that's the place to go if you mm. if you want to know what the, the walkery show could have been <laughs> then uh, check that out well the annoying thing about it because I, I have actually listened to them <laughs> and the annoying thing about it is that it's actually really professional oh, cheers, it's mate. quite slick like the editing is good and it did make me think like why have i edited 366 <laughs> episodes you're like oh, i don't know how to do it yeah. And, I, yeah and it's like why why has he been so unprofessional for the last 12 years you just look like you're having so much to fun edit. <laughs> but i just didn't want to you know Not i didn't want to take it away from you <laughs> um i mean the other annoying thing about it is that despite starting a podcast in 2006 or whatever it was 2008 i'm now i think Am I now the only person in the world not making money out of podcasting? <laughs> well, <I'm sorry laughs> Even you were doing this professionally now. Technically, but uh, yeah. So, I'm stuck yeah. here like a chump. <laughs> yeah, true. E- even half of this podcast is making money out of podcasting <laughs> and it's just me. Yeah, I mean, money is a strong word, but um, <laughs> yeah, well. Moolah. Hey, look, no. we're back. We are back. And all the money is flooding into podcasting now, so... <laughs> Uh, I expect we'll be up up to our necks in it by the end of the summer. All you have to do is just put a podcast out and people just, like, money just just pours in. (laughs) It just overwhelms you. Trucks of money turn up at your house. Yeah, so keep it out. It's depressing. It's depressing for me, Tone. Um, But anyway, yes, I'll I'll keep listening to to your podcast. And, you know, obviously I, I support 
everything you do and the way you support everything. I, you know, you come along to all those events I organise and everything, don't you? So just you to be fair, to I do. I do actually retweet your tweets. That's true. quite often. <laughs> you do. You're the only person in the world who <laughs> occasionally retweets. Yeah, I, get, I, tweet. I just, you know, I'm interested in, you know, it's a little, little nod. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm still there. You use some of your uh, your clout. Yeah, exactly. Your blue tick clout to promote the local library. Hey, you'll be play- you mentioned Kobo 2s. Uh, I'll just regale you with our with my first appearance of the season Go uh, on. last week. You'll be pleased to know all is right in the world. I lasted three balls. First <laughs> ball I cut for one. <laughs> Second ball, well, yeah, and then... Two yeah. balls, was it? Well, I was there. I, was, I always like to think of not the balls I face, <laughs> but the balls I've been kind of, you know, on the field for, in the middle for. So I was actually, you know, it, yeah, it's sort of three from about nine. Um, right. So I did stick around for a little while, but I was at the other end. But anyway, when I got back on strike, and then I, I, I pulled one for two, and then I was clean bowled with the next ball. Um, so, yeah. Mm. All is right with the world. Yeah. But hey, I've actually committed, because I'm not going to be... Um, yeah, you'll you, you know that in my previous job, I was traveling back and forth to Jersey quite a lot. I won't be doing that. So I'm going to be, you know, I've committed to play as many times as I can this summer for Kobe 2. So again, those dates are in the diary, whether I've got them right or not. That's a really so big a... commitment, isn't it? So you've committed to play as many times as you can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. There's no backing out of that. Uh, <laughs> this is a cast line guarantee. <laughs> I'll play as many times as I want to this summer. Yeah, true. Um, if I have nothing better to do. Look, I've just left myself no wiggle room here. So <laughs> uh, Anyway, next game is on Monday, so keep an eye out for That's that. That's exciting. Is it on Monday? God, you need, what is wrong with your diary? I mean, to be what, fair, what I, I didn't do... even know you had a diary. So what are, we, what are we doing having a game on bank holiday Monday? Oh, no, it's the Monday after. Sorry. Okay. Next game is on Wednesday. Um, all right, we're going to bring it to an end there. Um, thanks very much for listening, everybody. If you enjoy the show, then do get more involved on the internet because um, we are on social media you know on, on your kind of on your big three platforms facebook twitter instagram uh, i'm sure you'll find us on there are, are we on tiktok yet no have you heard of this tiktok tone no um we're not on tiktok no uh, but you can send us an email uh worldcricketshow at gmail.com and if you enjoy the show then do consider uh leaving a rating and perhaps a review on uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this. Again, I, I've, I've heard you say that on your, sh- on your, I know, on your I little just, show. I stole too. it from you. You're such a corporate stole man. I stole it from you. I don't want reviews. <laughs> but you also do it, you do oh, it near no. the start. I, I mean, know, it's desperate. <laughs> well, no one's listening by the end. <laughs> Please review us. Please review my show. It's pathetic. Yeah. It's absolutely <laughs> pathetic. Well, you haven't reviewed it. <laughs> I have. I've left a rating though. Oh, great. Yes, yeah, so I'm one of your What ratings. I really mean is leave a rating, but actually, well, I want a review. Yeah, a glowing, gushing review. Just review it. <laughs> well, no, that, I mean, that is what you said on the most recent <laughs> pod, as I remember. Please review me. Oh, and I crave your approval <laughs> and your praise. Well, you just look. I've got two reviews so far, so it's early days, though. <laughs> I'm going to leave you a one-star review. Oh, uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm going to stop retweeting you. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, stay in school, everyone. Thanks very much for coming. Uh, and we'll see you next time. We're going to be back between Test 1 and 2 of this series. And for the avoidance of doubt, this is going to be a big summer for the World Cricket Show as well. This is going to be an anus mirabilis for the World Cricket Show. Yes, please. We're going to, do, we're going to be on the beach throughout the summer yeah. um, delivering you know, podcast after podcast and not just for the Guernsey Press. And I'm making this commitment now. So we're making a lot of commitments. I'm going to revive... We've talked about it recently, but but reviving Ashes Daily uh, <laughs> okay. for the winter. Let's do it. And we're going to do as many Ashes Dailies as we can. <laughs> <laughs> that is That's a that is iron a guarantee. big commitment. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, it's not like we couldn't sustain that 11 years ago when I didn't have a child. Uh, so I can't see, I can't <laughs> foresee any problems there. I didn't have a child. Neither of us really had, you know... <laughs> Uh, busy children, really. jobs or you know stuff to do yeah, so other podcasts I'm sure yeah. that'll be fine I'm sure that'll definitely work yeah we'll do as we'll many as we can it. as many as we, we can we to, yeah okay, we'll talk about it afterwards alright that's it I'm going cheers Tone cheers bye for now smell you fear
Bye.